Welcome to Brunch with BBB, a podcast about real-life marketplace issues and trends that matter to both business owners and consumers in and around the Triangle in Eastern North Carolina. Each episode, you're going to hear incredible conversations on some of the most challenging and important marketplace topics with perspectives from a variety of featured guests. So grab your coffee and get ready for an exciting conversation with your hosts, Luis Felice and Nick Hill of Better Business Bureau serving Eastern North Carolina. Welcome to Brunch with BBB. My name is Nick Hill, and joining me is my fantastic co-host, Luis Feliz. (laughs) Today marks the second and final part of our Hispanic Heritage Month series. If you hadn't listened to our previous episode yet, go check it out. We had the pleasure of sitting down with BBB of Eastern NC's very own Alyssa Parker to talk about our own Hispanic experiences and what the culture means to us. So today's episode is actually going to revolve around the significance of Hispanic businesses. So, you know, we figured why not bring on a Hispanic business owner themselves? So without further ado, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to our special guest, the founder of Fortified Media, Elizan Torres. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Very happy to be here. Awesome. So what's up, you guys? Uh, once again, we're coming in hot with another episode on this awesome Hispanic month, um, like Nick has said. And Hispanic business owners like Ellison, they play a major, major role in our economy. So I just wanted to take a quick second to share some, uh, you know, some fun facts and statistics about Hispanic businesses. So here we go. Are you guys ready? All right. So there are about 46 million Hispanic-owned business companies, uh, representing 14% of 33 million total in U.S. businesses. That is a lot, and I am super proud of it. I love it, and I hope uh, most of those uh, are restaurants because, you know, I love to eat, hence the reason (laughs) why I want to know. Over the past 10 years, the number of Latino business owners grew 34% compared to 1% for all business owners in the United States. And check this out. During 2008 um, recession, researchers estimate that unemployment rates would have re- uh, risen above 10% were it not for Latino business creations. So because of our hardworking Latino community, this percentage came up and above. And lastly, 70% of Hispanic small businesses owners are under the age of, guess what? 45 years old. Yes. Where's my young generation? I love it so much, man. So without a doubt, um, we're going to get into this today, but the Hispanic businesses and Hispanic people play a huge role basically everywhere they go, you know, whether it be North Carolina, whether it be in New York, whether it be in Miami, but that's not enough of the numbers. Let's jump right onto it. Nick, why don't you um, take it over? Well, you know, you, Luis, you, you really got me thinking about food again by mentioning that. So we always start off our shows by asking our guests one simple question. And I'm just going to modify it a little bit like I did in the last episode. <laughs> so Elizon, what is your favorite Latino spot or dish to eat? Oh, man, that's a. Uh... That's a good question. <laughs> There's so many, right? Um, but one, 
you know, my favorite ones are usually the ones that they don't really have a name per se. They're kind of hidden. They're not really known. Those are the ones that are usually the best. Uh, but there's one that comes yes. to mind and it's called, it's called La Taqueria Pasadita. I think it's what it's called uh, in Benson, North Carolina. That place is a hidden gem. Um, for those people that are familiar with uh, the Redneck Barbecue Lab, it's actually in the same little area right there. A super good spot. Recommend that to anyone. And that's Mexican okay. food, by the way. Mm. Yeah, I'm always down for a good Mexican spot. So if I'm ever down in Benson, that's where I'm going. Absolutely. I will take your word on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Elizon, could you tell us a little bit more about just who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Elizon Torres, and I am the owner, as I said earlier, Fortify Media. What we do is we're a video production company, and we, we specialize, you know, really in high production quality. But at the same time, we're even more importantly to us, we recognize how important it is for businesses to accomplish goals, to reach return on investment. So we really focus a lot on video strategy at the same time. The reason why is simply because a lot of times business owners, they know what they need to accomplish, but they don't know exactly how to do it. That's where we come into play. We help educate them and teach them on how they can actually use business as more than something nice to have in their business, but as a business asset, because it is one of the most powerful business tools today. So that's, that's in a nutshell, kind of what we do. I could go all day on that, but yeah. I love it. I love it so much. And we mentioned before, you know, that a lot of Hispanic owners um, or business owners are under the age of 45. Why don't you tell us how old you are, Elisa? And yes. Old? So I am 24 years old. Yes. I just turned 24. <laughs> I love it, man. This, the new creativity of this new generation is just so inspiring. I love it so much. So you being Hispanic, obviously, um, what, what does the Hispanic Heritage Month mean to you? Yeah, yeah. So honestly, Hispanic Heritage Month, it's, it's very special to me because it really brings up um, really our past and, and where our, our, our people have come from, right? Our ancestors. Right. Um, yeah. I know me personally, I'm in my family, I'm the first generation to actually have been born in the United States. Um, but my parents, they, they migrated from El Salvador to the United States. Um, and I know I, I saw a lot of the sacrifice they had to put in. I saw a lot of, you know, my dad was actually a business owner as well. Um, he owned his construction company for many, many years, and he was able to do a lot. But at the same time, I was able to see the hard work it took. And now that I'm older, you know, I'm not too old, but I, I know things more as an adult now. Um, I understand it differently, and I understand the difference. I've been in the situations where I've, um, for one, I've worked a full-time job, and now I'm a full-time business owner. Um, so I've kind of seen both sides of it. And I've also seen the behind the scenes of when my dad was running things in his construction company. Um, so I kind of saw a little bit of everything. I saw the hard work it took and I saw where they came from, the poverty that they escaped. Um, so that's something really special to me because now I can honestly it just makes me work harder. It helps me value things more, be more grateful for the opportunities that we have, um, you know, leaving a third world country. And coming to the United States, the land of opportunity, right? A lot of people joke around about it, but it is true. Honestly, it's presented so many opportunities. Uh, sometimes we're not even aware of it, but it's just the, the hope that we have here, right? 
Absolutely. And, you know, Luis's family came here for that same reason. My family came here from that same reason. And it, it's just amazing, you know, to look back and then to see where we are now and everything we've accomplished. But for you, you know, in your family history, that's all super recent being a first generation American. So what are some of the ways that you still celebrate your culture, either at home or with your work? Yeah, so some of the ways that I celebrate um, our culture is really just uh, one of the big ones is definitely food. I mean, man, I'm a foodie. I love food. I love um, even Luis Arepas. I love Arepas. I love tacos. I love pupusas, all of that. Um, so definitely food is a big one for me, just mm-hmm. embracing the culture from, from the food side of it. But I'd have to say also uh, friends, church as well. Uh, our church is Hispanic based. So the community there, I mean, honestly, you, you meet all kinds of people from all sorts of different places, um, Central America, South America, and so on and so forth. So I think those are really the biggest ways that I celebrate it. Um, food, family, church, I think those are the top three for me. Yeah, definitely. I definitely have to piggyback off of that. You know, food is being essential also the church community, but, you know, maintaining it at home, like we were talking about in our, in our last episode with music, with um, continuing that family building relationship is all essential. And it's a way that this, you know, second generation, like my son can continue to grow into that. So I love it so much. Now, why do you think Hispanic own businesses like yours are super important in our local and national economy. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, like some of the facts that you mentioned earlier today, it's a good percentage of uh, businesses in general. So, you know, off of what I said earlier, uh, the fact that many have migrated from their countries to, you know, many have escaped violence, they've escaped drugs, they've escaped poverty, that a lot of times those communities tend to provide. And what they found here in the United States has been totally different. It's been the opportunity. Um, so I think the bystander or the, the effect of the cause, right, is the economy, is the, the, the positive things that are happening in the communities. Um, I think it brings something different to the table because they, they have a different perspective. They came from a totally different perspective. So I think it definitely brings um, all of those things that I mentioned. And as a bystander of that, it helps positively impact the the community positively impact the local and national economy as well as a result of all of that. Definitely. You know, I, I think that more diversity is always a good thing because we can always learn so much from other people's experiences, especially if their experiences are very different from ours. All right. Well, we're going to take a very quick break to thank our sponsor and we'll be right back with the show. This episode of the Brunch with BBB podcast is brought to you by Under Construction Safety. Under Construction Safety was established in 2014 and is based in Hubert, North Carolina. They specialize in quality safety training for construction. With over 10 years of safety experience and education, UC Safety's philosophy is to provide accurate, up-to-date training for competent persons at an affordable price. With constant customer contact and a thorough preparation process, UC Safety will stop at nothing to ensure clients are 100% satisfied. UC Safety is also a proud sponsor of our 2021 Better Business Summit. 
Come join us October 20th and 21st for this virtual event that helps business leaders across the state expand their professional network and business acumen through in-depth and interactive panels, presentations, and one-on-one dialogues. You're not going to want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to elevate your leadership, so register today on our Better Business Summit Eventbrite page. Now back to the show. I was thinking, you know, shared experiences. I actually have a videography background myself, so I just thought it was so cool that we were going to have somebody like you on the show who can talk more about that. So can you maybe explain a little bit about why video itself is just such a key tool for businesses to use? Oh, man. Yes, absolutely. So video, honestly, um, I mentioned it earlier, but we truly believe that video is one of the most powerful business tools that exists today, simply because the, the effectiveness and the efficiency of how video can communicate a message is, goes way above and beyond what a normal conversation like what you guys are hearing right now. It, you know, you have a whole nother, um, a whole nother dimension to it because you can throw in audio to help enhance things. You can throw in sounds, you can throw in visuals to help communicate your message even better than what you could in person. Um, one of the things that I always like to refer to is a lot of times we personally at Fortify Media, we work with a lot of small businesses. And what we've noticed is there's a lot of different bottlenecks that can affect different industries, different business types. Um, but some of the more common ones are usually, you know, time, money, and just overall efficiency. They want to make sure that they're not encountering those negatives, if you will. And if they do, they want to know how to overcome it. What we found with video is you can literally multiply yourself with video. And what I mean by that is if you think about it, um, it's almost like an employee because video, it, it's working for you even more than an employee would because it's 24-7. It doesn't, it's not limited by time or space. Um, so that's one of the major pluses that you have with it. Whereas if you have a regular employee, it's definitely still important, not taking any credibility away from that. Um, but as people, we have our good days, we have our bad days. You know, we fluctuate a lot. But when you set a video in stone, it's it's not gonna change. It's gonna be working for you the same way that you expect it to. So as long as you set it up the right way you're really going to get the best out of video for your business. And like you said, like us being humans, we, you know, we fluctuate. We sometimes um, give certain emotions and Nick and I have to work on a video and I've been pulling it off. Because, <laughs> you know, I just like, man, today's not a good day. But like the consistency, <laughs> once you record it, it's what people are going to receive. And that's what I love. Now, you know, you're pretty famous because we put out, um, on our social on BBB Eastern of NC, we put on our social. We're gonna have Elison Torres with us, and we got, a, we got a few people. They wanted to know how did you first end up getting involved with videography out of everything else in the world at the perfect time? Because listen, we're entering this new era of the of the pandemic. Everything, absolutely oh, yeah. everything, is online. So, what made you end up on in this in this career? Yeah, so we, we have to actually go back um, probably, I'd say probably about eight or nine years, actually. I was still in high school at the time. Um, I was, I want to say I was around 15 or 16 years old, and it was actually through the wedding industry. Um, I have a really good friend um, and just family members that worked already in wedding videography. Uh, so they already had 
you know, the first idea of, of video, if you will. And for me, it was kind of one of those things where they had asked me, hey, do you want to come along and second shoot with us? Because we need one more person. We don't have that person that was going to come. And for me, I was like, absolutely, let's do it. I had never picked up a camera. I had never, you know, I, I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, but when I went and did it, it was just very interesting to me. It stood out to me. I've always been very um, inclined to art as a whole, music and, and just different things. And video just kind of tagged along with the creative perspective of it. Um, so for me, it was really through the wedding industry. I started picking it up there, did it for a few years, actually launched the whole wedding brand, if you will. Um, and I was actually doing that on a part-time basis. I was working a full-time job, studying in school. And at the same time, um, you know, I work a full shift, come home to edit for like, I don't know, four or five hours or so. So it was nonstop for me. But that's really where I got my start. I got to, I, I learned a lot about it. I learned how powerful it was even then, even in a wedding industry, even for just a couple, not a business necessarily, but for a couple, I noticed how powerful it was to help them in that specific scenario relive their day. Um, so I know, I knew that it was going to be powerful for businesses if we could shift it the right way. And that's really what brought us to where we're at today. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. And speaking of the power for video, you know, one thing that I was really thinking about is the huge affordance of video is that it's visual. So it almost transcends language boundaries. So it doesn't matter if you can only understand Spanish or you can only understand English. If you have those moving visuals of video, you can still get a very good understanding. That's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, there's uh there's really so much to it and it can apply to so many different areas of a business. I mean, you have things like marketing, you have things like in-house training, you have things like sales, um, just all the different areas that you can think of. Essentially, you can probably make a video out of it um, if you know how to and if you know how to apply it. That's the important part, knowing how to actually apply it and make the proper type of video for that specific goal. Otherwise, it does just become a commodity, if you will, um, and it's not really working for you the way that it could work for you. Yeah, and you just touched on a lot of the interesting aspects of video technology. So what are just some of the cool trends and innovations that people like you are seeing now happening in the videography industry? Yeah, honestly, even probably more than just trends, I've noticed a lot of different small businesses who have maybe never thought about using video or maybe weren't even online, they're really shifting over. I think a lot of it has to do with the time we're living. I mean, whenever COVID hit, many businesses closed uh, their doors because they couldn't get people to come through. Obviously, there was a pandemic going on. There still is. Uh, so there's, there's that whole learning shift, I think, that has happened, that mindset shift to being able to apply these things, to being open to actually trying to apply these things. Whereas before, maybe they wouldn't. Um, so I think besides that, one of the big trends that I've noticed a lot with small businesses is using uh, paid ads. That's been one of the big things for social media, especially. I've noticed the big increase in uh, Facebook ads, the way it can target and reach their intended demographic, their intended uh, target. It's, it's amazing how they can do it. Um, but more than just ads, video ads has been a big thing. I've noticed um, the overall efficiency and, and how much it can actually do, or more than just do, how much it can actually reach has been, I mean, it's been amazing what it can do. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So I've, I've noticed that big trend lately. A lot of businesses are applying that. A lot of businesses are testing different techniques. Um, but I've seen one of the more successful ones has been video ads. Um, and specifically going off of what they call a trifecta uh, type of type of ad, if you will, where there's three different videos produced, three different ads, so that it continues targeting their, their uh, ideal prospects or customers. That way it continues on and on, if you will. That's awesome, man. And, you know, I'm a big sucker for, for video ads and for videos in general. I think it captivates the essence of the message that you're trying to to give out even the the vision and the mission you know you can capture it in the in the video and actually see the heart of the person so <clears throat> i'm totally pro video but before we let you go bro um where can our listeners learn more about fortify media and the services you have to offer yeah so the best place to reach us and find more information on us is our website it's www.fortify.media and you'll find uh, some of our past work there, our portfolio, you'll find what we do and just, you know, social media and whatnot, all, all the necessaries, if you will. Yeah, man. Follow them all over the social media platforms and make sure you check them out. If you have any questions, how to do videos, he is a man that you need to go to. Um, so thank you so much, Elison, for all the amazing insight that you have brought. And thank you for being on the show with us. Um, Nick, it's always been a pleasure, my friend. Until next time.